0: hi everybody welcome to the mental toughness and body show my name is rob evans and i'm your transformation coach health strategist and internationally published author helping take your life and your business your health fitness mindset and body from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be today i wanted to talk about standards and ask you how high are your standards and are they high enough for what it is that that you do because I think a lot of the time we do compare ourselves with our, our competition, but what if your competition actually doesn't have very high standards? What do you do then? Well, I'll tell you what will naturally happen. You can allow your standards to just drop further and further and further and you become complacent. And then one day someone's going to come along, have perhaps the high standards that you used to have or higher standards than you had and then you're going to suffer as a result of it. I see it in, in my area here. So if I... A little bit of history. And so where I spent most of my time in the coaching transformation space, health and fitness, when I first started my business 14 years ago, there were only three gymnasiums in my area. One no longer exists. One was just opening up a, a relatively small public gym and then we had the council-run facility that had like the swimming pool, uh, like basketball courts, all that kind of stuff. Uh, like million, multi-million-dollar uh, facility, and a relatively small gym that was designed for really families. not just serious. Um, You know, like bodybuilder or you know, your serious athlete. It was more designed for the families that want and the elderly that wanted to go along and and do those workouts. There was nothing else in the area, and then in the space where I was wanting to work, so private studio, there was nothing, nothing like that at all and there was a whole bunch of people that were doing training outdoors, maybe some in their garages and that kind of stuff. There was a, a, you know, a bunch of people like that. There was one person that was running outdoor boot camps and that was it. So if we look at today's landscape, a lot of the people that were in the industry are now gone. Uh, why? Because Most people that start out as say a personal trainer, for instance, they do it as a hobby and they don't last very long. They normally have other jobs as well. They run cash type businesses. They might work out of a gym but they're not busy enough because they don't know how to market. They're not branded. They don't know how to run a proper business. And so they either rely on their partner's income or they have a, another job Or they find that, well, they can't make enough money that they want to. So they go off and they stop doing, doing that, that profession and they go off and do something else. And they're normally not insured. They don't invest in themselves. They don't uh, you know, do all the right things that you would expect. They don't have, a, of a like a proper business. They have a like just social media accounts. They don't have websites. Uh, their, their vehicles aren't branded. You know, all of that kind of stuff. And if I look at the the number of facilities that are around at the moment, golly, I I think we must have at least a, a dozen gyms in in this area now. From your and they're all twenty four seven. From your little ones like a. Uh, like a Snap Fitness or a Jets or an Anytime Fitness or, uh, you know, those types of ones, which are, you know, smaller facilities. Um, they're designed to get, you know, thousands of members paying a, a, um, a weekly fee and they don't really care whether they come and use it or not. There's one, the, the commercial gym where I train, uh, it's the biggest one in Packham, it's huge, uh, you know, invested millions and millions of dollars in uh, new equipment and that kind of stuff. Uh, but it attracts a different type of crowd. And then you've still got those other couple that I mentioned uh, as well at the start. And so we've got probably over a dozen. Uh, In terms of the people doing it the way that I do it, uh, there's no one, right? I'm the only person that runs the type of facility that I do. It's a private facility. It's not a public gym. And that means that you're away from the prying eyes, which is very important for a lot of people. Now, I, I don't aim for the person that's the bodybuilder. I don't aim for the person that's the athlete. I've had a few athletes uh, before, and professional athletes, and world-class athletes, uh, but that is not my main go-to. Why? Because your bodybuilders, your athletes, they're normally broke, they have no money, so they can't afford to pay me. in. Uh, the people that come to me are normally the people that really want to invest in their health and wellness, uh, but they haven't ever trained before, or they have maybe once or twice, but they don't like the public gym. They don't like to be ogled. They don't feel confident, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This way, they can come and have the whole facility to themselves for the time that they've got allocated. Uh, they get the accountability. They get the coaching. It's a world-class facility. It's better than any gym. And uh, like the ambience here is fantastic, it's local, it's friendly, it's, it's very, very professional. And so what I do is I don't really look at what my competitors are doing because there is no one doing it the way that I do it, which means that I do need to hold myself to a high level of standards. So I'm not comparing myself to people in the industry. And this is the, the message I want you to take away today. Why? Because most people in the industry are not very switched on. Like, they're not focused to the level that I want. Now, what I do in this industry is bring a, a level of maturity and professionalism that I believe that has been missing from the health, wellness, fitness industry. Why is that? Because of my background like I've come from being a chartered accountant working in corporations for like 19 years seeing how some of these best organizations in in the world and the biggest brands in the world work and understand what they do and use that to start my own business and now I'm I've got the world's best coaches helping me get branded meet people that I never could have met otherwise and understand what it means to be successful and learn from the most successful people in the world, it doesn't matter what industry they're in. And I'm, I'm looking at what does it take to be your best. So it's got to come from me first, which means I've got to be, yes, I work in the health and fitness industry, but so many people that work in the health and fitness industry are not healthy and well and fit. Right? So what I need to do is obviously have a very big focus on, on that for me because I know that that is going to make me energised and focused and enable me to do all the things that I want to do. If I'm not looking after myself, yes, there's that, that image and that branding of, well, you don't look very healthy, why would I come and see you? That's part of it. But the other part is I know that I have a very hectic schedule. You know, If I've got over 50 sessions a week, that I coaching sessions that I need to deliver, then I've got to be able to be up. I've got to be able to give the best part of me to my clients so that they can see the value in investing in me, consistently adding value to people. And then in my spare time, what I'm doing is I'm I'm looking at, so what are the, the best people in the world do? So what did what did Steve Jobs and Wozniak? What did they do in Apple? What's Apple doing now? What is I haven't really looked at what Elon Musk is doing, which is a bit of a fruit loop, but um, I'm looking at, uh, say, the best levels of customer service in the world. So right now I'm reading, a, still working my way through a book about the, um, the Ritz Carlton and their customer service standards and understanding. So why is that the most expensive and the best motel in the world? You know, like why is that a brand in the world? And you understand what it is that they're doing. What is the staff doing? What is the leadership doing? What are those little little differences that you can you can uh, y- use from those types of organisations and bring them into your own organisation? And that's what that's what I do. And I'm I'm looking at how can I adapt those things, because there aren't a lot of those big wow things happening in this industry. And so if I can learn from other industries and then bring those into this industry in my business, then it really sets me apart from everybody else, um, certainly in my area, but also on a global scale. It's like setting, setting a standard that is way higher than most people would expect. And I think that's really cool. And so I'm like that because I'm so driven for success. Like I'm so driven to... Uh, make sure that I'm performing the best that I can. I'm always looking for those improvement opportunities that I can achieve for, for myself, for my personal growth that I can then bring to others to make their experience even greater than it would otherwise be, giving them great results, changing their lives, all of that kind of stuff. Let's face it, those of us that go into business who want to change other people's lives, yes, there's the money component of it, that you want to make a good living, etc but you want to have a greater impact, leaving this place a better place than when you got here. And I find that in today's world, most people are so busy and so caught up in that transactional thing that they're not focusing on what their standards are. And I implore you today to say, what are the standards that you are living by personally? And then what are the standards that you are living by in your business? Are your standards high enough? Should you be raising them higher? And what I'll say this uh, to you, just increase them. Raise your standards. Make your standards even higher than they've been before. About 10 years ago, it was around the time I got divorced, I said, I'm going to increase the standards in every area of my life, across my health, my wellness, the food that I was eating, the way that I was training, the results that I... uh, Oh, thanks, Siri. The results that I wanted to get, uh, my, my, oh, uh, My business, uh, the uh, my my wealth creation, uh, the impact that I was having on my children, all my relationships. I wanted to change all of it, and with that hunger, I then sought out the best coaches in the world. And it didn't happen overnight. I'm still I'm still touring it. You know, this is like. I'm 14 years into my business here now, 10 years after I decided to raise my standards, and I still look to every day. You, know, you get a great result and say, okay, that's awesome, what's next? Let's keep going. Because you want to do better and better, and that's what I, I think is the great thing about success. So when you're hungry for it, you, you reach that milestone and so say, like, okay, let's, let's just inch it up just that little bit more. It only comes from you. No one else is gonna come along and increase your standards for you. You've gotta do it yourself. You're the business owner, you're the business owner of you, Uh, you're the owner of you, you need to be setting a better standard for yourself. Like I saw something uh, just recently, for instance, that like the, the average person should be consuming around, it's around 2000 calories a day, right? To, and obviously it varies, but I'm just, I'm just averaging here. So consuming around 2,000 calories a day to maintain their weight. And yet the average person is consuming a bit over 3,000 calories a day. So what does that mean? It means that the average person is just getting uh, like more and more unhealthy, more and more overweight because they're consuming uh, about 50% more calories than they should be per day. So that, does that matter for one day? Mm, not really, you're not gonna notice. An extra 1,000 calories. But if you do that every day for the rest of your life, what happens? Well, guess what? We have something like 73% of the um, Americans are considered overweight or obese. Uh, it, we're around 70% here in Australia. And it's because people have lowered their standards to say, well, yeah, I'm just gonna eat that because it tastes good, it's easier. It's whatever reason that somebody will make up for themselves as to why they're going to do that. But ultimately, it's leading to much more unhealthy lifestyles, right? Yes, there's the physical part that shows up—the overweight, obesity—but then you've got the mental health aspect of it, which is poorer self-esteem. Uh, you know how you're feeling about yourself just in general because you don't like what it is that you see in the mirror. Then you've got the the inner health. Uh, I'll break that into two parts: the inner health in terms of you don't have the energy. If you don't have the energy, you're struggling to get the focus as well. You're not bringing out the best version of you. And then you've got the other medical aspects of you, which are you're in a much higher risk of having heart health issues, uh, diabetes, any other you know, overweight and obesity related illnesses that can come about as a result of that. And so if you're in that sort of category as well, you're not living your best version of you, the best health of you, then it's time to change it. Just decide. That's the difference. Most people aren't deciding. Most people are just excusing themselves and not deciding to make the change. And so I got to that point in my life where I was like, you know, I'd gotten divorced, I was in pain and it was like, okay, enough's enough. I wanna change this and it's up to me to change it. I put myself here. I made the decision to get divorced, leave that relationship. I have decided to run my own business. I've decided to do all of these things. I've decided to put myself in an uncomfortable position for a period of time while I build my business and so forth and do it by myself and don't have the support. I've chosen to do that. So don't cry victim, Rob Evans, and you've got to just Commit and work hard and it's going to be damn tough, but you're going to do the work because you know it's going to be worth it. And you don't necessarily know what the outcome of it is. But I can tell you this. If you continue to work day after day after day, tirelessly, then it gets better. The results will come, but it's hard. It's very hard work. But if you're consistent, you get your coaching, you ask the right questions, then you'll get to where it is that you're going to get to a lot faster. And along the way, there is a lot of distraction. There are a lot of things that are going to throw you potentially off course. And you can easily say, oh, well, yeah, I'll go over here now. Oh, no, I'll go over here. If I just look at the last 12 months, I was offered a a really great um, business opportunity, which would have completely changed uh, my, uh, my career. But I decided not to do it Why? Because I asked my coach and spoke to my coach about it and he said, don't do it. And he outlined the reasons why. I said, yeah, well, that really makes sense. And it would have involved me starting again. So like at age back then, say 54 years of age, starting again. I tell you, one of the hardest things in business is starting over. Starting over. And I do not want to start over. I've worked too hard to get to where I am. I don't want to start over. So set high standards for yourself, right? Be very high with your standard setting and just go at it like you are a beast. All right, that's me out for today. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay focused, stay energized. If you wanna connect with me, go to mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com and opt in for a free consultation right there. I'd love to connect with you. I'll see you tomorrow.